You may be wondering, is there a heaven? Is there a hell, a hell to shun and a heaven to gain? Well, Jesus talked about heaven being his father's house. And he said, if there was no heaven, I would have told you. There is a heaven. Revelation 4 gives us a glimpse into heaven. And we're going to look at that in depth today on Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance. It's our goal to build up believers and reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's message, you can learn more about Pastor Michael, the church behind this program, the online store, and podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Revelation 4, A Door Open in Heaven. By the physical creation, Romans 1 verse 20 says, man is without excuse because the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen by what has been made. And all God's people said, amen. I don't know, is there really a God? Just look around. It is not hard to see his fingerprints are everywhere. They're everywhere. And by the way, they're in your eyes. Because you've been made in the image of God. And when I look into your eyes, you know what I see? I see the creative genius of God. You know, we can watch a bird in flight and we're in awe. We can see a snow-covered mountain and we go, wow. We can see the rushing waves on a big surf day and we go, ooh. But do you know we easily pass by that which the Bible says was made in the image of God? People. People. You and me. Ever looked into the eyes of a newborn baby and just thought about the creative majesty of God? It's amazing. This is a dramatic scene, but it's also a sad scene in many respects because judgment is coming. And before the throne, Revelation 4, 6, there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. Now, this is the dream of all people who like to do a little water skiing. It's glassy, man! Right? When it gets a little ripply out there, it's not as fun because you end up going bum, 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 bum. How many of you have been on a boat uh, in a, on a storm-tossed lake or ocean? It's not a fun experience. And uh, anyway, this is a, described as a sea of glass like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, so this is before the throne, notice, as he works out from the throne, there was, as it were, a sea of glass. It was like crystal. And in the center and around the throne were four living creatures. They're not animals, by the way. These are angels. And they are full of eyes in front and behind. Now, you thought your mom had eyes in the back of her head. Well, these creatures are full of eyes. And I think what this means is that they see everything. They, they see more than we see. We have two eyes, right? And our eyes are a gift. And we can see a lot of beauty. And we take that for granted with these eyes that we have. But these creatures have eyes uh, everywhere. In front, it says full of eyes in front and behind. I don't know what that means. I don't know how many exactly, but they're full of eyes. But first, let's take a look at this sea of glass-like crystal. I want you to go to the book of Exodus for a second. Genesis, Exodus. Look at chapter 24. Exodus 24. This is an amazing scene. We just studied it 
at our Thursday morning Bible study with the guys. And here's what it says. Exodus 24. The context is the laws and ordinances of God are laid out before the children of Israel 24-7. Moses shares it with them. They agree to do it. Then he took 24-7 of Exodus, the book of the covenant. He read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. We will be obedient. Everybody say, famous last words. <laughs> Moses is up on the mountain and they're having a party down below with a golden calf. So that didn't last too long. And so Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. And then Moses went up with Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And under his feet, there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against the nobles of the sons of Israel, and they beheld God, and they ate and drank. Oh, my goodness. You're up on the mountain. And all of a sudden, in the distance, you see God. And some commentators say, did they really see God? Can anybody see God and live? I don't know if they saw God. What did they see? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Here's how we know they saw God. Because God did not stretch out his hand against them, even though they saw him. Now, this could be a Christophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they saw the God of Israel, and they ate and drank. I don't know what they ate. I don't know what they drank. But I imagine while I was eating, I'd be, wow. And some people ask the question, did God eat with them? I don't know. God seems to be a little bit in the distance. But one day, we are going to sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and we're going to eat with God. I can't imagine two more incredible things to do at the same time. Can I get a witness? See God and eat? Pastor Mel Campbell one time said his daughter was praying, and they were around the dinner table. And she said, Lord, I thank you for this, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for taste buds. Are you grateful for taste buds? I mean, our food could have just been mechanically injected to us so we could just keep going. But we get to eat food and taste food. Oh, come on. Strawberries and grapes and frozen yogurt and steak and pizza. Do you know, Italians and Mexicans have simple approaches to food. If you ask a person who's new to Mexican food, hey, what comes on a burrito? Well, it's a tortilla with a meat and a bean and a cheese. What comes on Mexican pizza? Well, it's a tortilla with a meat and a bean and a cheese. What comes in a chimichanga? Well, it's a tortilla with a meat and a beans and a cheese. <laughs> How about a taco? Well, it's a tortilla with a meat and a cheese. <laughs> now, here's how you do it in Italian. What is spaghetti? Well, it's pasta with sauce on it. What's a ravioli? Well, it's a pasta with some cheese in the middle and sauce on it. What's a manicotti? Well, it's pasta with cheese in the middle and some sauce on it. Oh, well, what about that 
rotelli or the, 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 the two pasta. Well, it's pasta with sauce on it. <laughs> huh? We got something going on here. We just make variations of the same food and we all buy it and we like it. Some of the best food on the planet. Come on. All right. I'm done with that. <laughs> Turn to the book of Ezekiel for a second. Y'all know you love Mexican food and Italian food, don't you? You have to. Ezekiel 1. Now, I want to read all of this to you because it parallels what John is saying, but I don't have the time. So for the sake of time, I'm going to read most of it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to read. Look at Ezekiel 1, verse 22. Now, Ezekiel is, again, describing the glory of God, and he says, Now, over the heads of the living beings, Ezekiel 1, 22, there was something like an expanse, like the awesome gleam of crystal extending, extended over their heads. ESV says, over their heads of the living creatures, there was the likeness of an expanse shining like awe-inspiring crystal spread out above their heads. NIV, spread out above the heads of the living creatures, we just saw them in uh, Revelation 4, was what looked like an expanse sparkling like ice and awesome, says the NIV. When those people, back to Revelation 4, who encounter God see him, the descriptors are very similar. They're doing their best and they're using crystal and jewels and brilliant light and fire and emerald green and rainbows and stuff like that, stuff that is awe-inspiring. In fact, uh, the book of 1 Kings, as you turn back to Revelation, says this about the temple. Now, he made the sea of cast metal 10 cubits from brim to brim, circular in form. Its height was five cubits and 30 cubits in circumference. Under its uh, brim gourds went around encircling it to, ten, to it to ten to a cubit, completely surrounding the sea. The gourds were in two rows, cast with the rest. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing north, three, three facing west, and so forth. There seems to be a depiction of this pavement of of uh, crystal or sapphire or so forth, even in the temple. And in First Kings twenty two nineteen, Micaiah says of the angels. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his throne, uh, on his right and on his left. Now we get a description of these four cool creatures. Verse 7, Revelation 4. The first creature was like a lion. It's not a lion. It's a simile. It's like a lion. The second creature was like a calf. The third creature had a face like that of a man. And the fourth, fourth creature was like a flying eagle. Now, like, like, like. Simile, again, the best John can do is describe these creatures. The cool-looking creatures um, are powerful. They are created by Jesus Christ. One uh, rabbinic saying, back to AD 300, says the mightiest among the birds is the eagle. The mightiest among the domestic animals is the bull. The mightiest among the wild beasts is the lion. The mightiest among all is man. One commentator puts it this way. The four forms suggest whatever is noblest, strongest, wisest, swiftest, swiftest, and animate nature, inanimate nature. The Talmud saw in these four creatures the primary, the four primary forms of life in God's creation. 
One writer says they reflect the glory and the creative majesty of God. Something about God captured by the likeness of these four living creatures. God is noble, royal, and fast like a lion. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Pastor Michael Lance would like to invite your kids to Roar Vacation Bible School at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Each day at VBS, kids travel through rotations with crafts, music, and games, all for the purpose of teaching kids stories from the Bible and immersing them in new adventures. This week-long Vacation Bible School will begin July 8th. Register your little explorer today by visiting livingtruthcorona.org. That's livingtruthcorona.org. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. God is noble, royal, and fast like a lion. He is massive, patient, slow, serving, strength like an ox. God has the sensitivity and spirituality that we can see in the face of a human being. And he has soaring transcendence like an eagle in flight. God put them on eagles' wings. God uh, shows himself in these incredible ways. It's also been noted that the 12 tribes of Israel camped under these four banners. These four could also represent the four gospels. But ultimately, like other angels, these angels will be involved in the judgment of God. Look at Revelation 15. Look at verse 7. I'm moving fast because we have a lot to cover, but look at Revelation 15, verse 7. It says, And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever, 15.8. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. So the four living creatures involved as other angels are in the judgment of God as well. And the four living creatures, Revelation 4.8, will move quickly each one of them having six wings, you can cross-reference Isaiah 6, verse 2, are full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, Revelation 4, 8, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. The angels around the throne of God say what? Holy, Holy, holy. You know, when we're in worship and we sing songs that start us down this path of singing of the holiness of God, man, I often feel like I'm in that throne room. Because that word holy speaks of God's aboveness, his otherness. Holy, 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 three times. Emphatic in the Hebrew, heaping one upon the other. Could speak of the deep holiness of God, or it could speak of the Trinity. Holy, Father, holy, Son, holy, Spirit. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He is pure, majestic. Uh, This repetition just affirms his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke, Isaiah 6, 4. And Isaiah saw him and said, I am undone. For I am a man of what? Unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the Lord. When you see the Lord and compare yourself to him, you say, I am ruined. He is holy. 
And I don't think that most moderns understand the holiness of God. But when you do, his incredible redemption for your soul, that he became a baby in Bethlehem, is all the more incredible. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Holy is his name. And whenever, or when, or whenever, NIV, the living creatures give glory, verse 9, and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and to him who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders, they seem, the four living creatures seem to be a catalyst for the elders, will fall down before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne. And they say, Worthy art thou, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou didst create, how many? All things. And because of thy will, they existed and were created. Do you know that heaven spends a good portion of its time thanking and praising God that he created everything? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24, verse 1. And do you know that a lot of people on the earth today deny that God is the creator of the universe or will not even hesitate to give thanks to his name? And they have two eyes. These creatures have eyes all around. They see more than we do. And you know what they do? They give thanks to their creator because if he didn't create you, you ain't here I got news for you. If he didn't say, let there be light, if he didn't speak you into existence or at least form Adam out of the dust of the ground and create all of this stuff and create Eve from his rib, you ain't here. You heard little Johnny heard the story about how Eve came from Adam's rib from his side. And so he went home from Sunday school that day and told his mom what he learned about that Eve came from his rib And all of a sudden, later on in the day, he was down on the ground like he had a tummy ache. And and his mom said, what's wrong, Johnny? What's wrong? And he said, I think I'm going to have a wife. (laughs) I often share that one at weddings just to keep a little levity. (laughs) He made everything. Do you know the, the lie Please hear me. The lie that has taken millions of people to hell. This planet is an accidental consequence of an explosion. Because you know how much order explosions cause. The best that the atheistic evolutionist thinkers have is that this planet is the consequence of something that exploded billions of years ago. We don't know where the stuff came from. And it was pretty small, like, I'm I'm being serious, about the size of the period at the end of a sentence. And it started twirling, we're not sure how, and boom, 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 boom. Things started shooting from it, and some things went this way, and the other things went this way. And then it rained on the rock for 20 million years, created something like, New England clam chowder. (laughs) Lightning was hitting the water and... (laughs) I am alive! (laughs) It is alive. I'm sorry. Sometimes when I do that, people say, Pastor Michael, you're, 
You're oversimplifying their view. I'm not sure I am. I think that's their view. I'm making fun of their view. Well, you won't be taken seriously if you do that. Well, I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the creator? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. All things came into being by him, and without him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and that life is the light of men and the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. Do you know that Colossians 1 says that all things were made by him and for him? And that he sustains the universe by the word of his power? You know the book of Hebrews says he holds all things together? This is our God. This is what the Bible says. This is the throne room of Almighty God, and the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Thank you for making us. Thank you for creating us. Philippians 2, and we're done. Shane, if you can hear my voice, come on up. I asked Shane to do an old song for us at the end of today. And we bow down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus, and we cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Would you read it with me? And being found in appearance, Philippians 2.8, as a man, he, Jesus, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore also God highly exalted, in, exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those who are in heaven, We've seen that tonight on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You may be saying, well, Pastor Michael, what does this really mean to me? Keep reading. So then, my beloved, just as you have also have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't say work for, it says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, brethren. He's at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Yes, such an important verse to end this teaching in Revelation 4 on because the book of Revelation is about the exaltation of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus. It's the highest doctrine we can study. And we are being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul said, I am in labor until Christ is formed in you to the Galatian church. And so as we go through Revelation, our prayer is that you're getting to know Jesus. He's being revealed to you more and more through this incredible book, the last book of our Bible. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Michael Lance, and I am glad that you tuned in today to hear this teaching in the book, the majestic book of Revelation. We're going to be in this series for a while, and I understand that you can't always listen to the broadcast, or maybe not the whole broadcast, on this amazing station. So I'd like to remind you that Walk in Truth is now podcasting. It's true, and you can listen whenever you want on your smartphone or your tablet. 
You can even go back and listen to the first teachings in Revelation. And you can go to Walk in Truth. Just search for Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app like iPodcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many, many more. Find your way to Walk in Truth. Listen, subscribe, and benefit. And tell a friend about what you're hearing on Walk in Truth. Now, parents, if you're looking for some summer activities for your kids, well, there's nothing better than Vacation Bible School. Yes, VBS. And Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona is hosting a Vacation Bible School this year. And it is the theme, Roar, Life is Wild, God is Good. It's going to teach our kids that no matter what they face, frustration, anxiety, difficulty in life, life can be wild, but what they can always know is that God is good. And they're going to learn stories in the Bible that talk about God's deliverance in difficult times. Vacation Bible School is July 8th. It runs through the 12th. And you can get all the details on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app. When you go to your app store, look for the red logo with the pillars and download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app. You can sign up your child there for VBS, and you can also do uh, find out all the information when you go to walkintruth.com and click on the Visit tab, and you can reach out to us that way at walkintruth.com. Now, make sure you listen in tomorrow for the teaching in Revelation chapter 5 called Worthy is the Lamb, such an incredible scene where the scroll is being dealt with in heaven. We're going to get more of that as you tune in tomorrow. Look forward to meeting you then in the book of Revelation. Until then, may God bless you. Remember, to learn more about Pastor Michael, the online store, podcast, or to donate, visit walkintruth.com. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, encouraging you to reach out with God's truth to all people.